This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 98. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. First off, the Top Agent Store is now open for business. And in response to requests, I've split all my best training products up into individual digital downloads. So whether you want to grab my very popular Direct Mail Power or the Ultimate Listing Presentation, both of which are available, by the way, in audio and PDF, you can jump in and get them as immediate digital downloads. No need to wait. And I've spent the last few weeks getting my very best scripts and strategies together in one simple manual. It's called 60 Real Estate Scripts for Every Possible Situation. Good name, don't you think? And I give you proven scripts from start to finish. I begin with prospecting, then just listed, warm call scripts, scripts for hot potential sellers, the all-important listing presentation, open home scripts, buyer negotiating, seller negotiating, and just sold. In fact, you'll find the best proven scripts and strategies for almost any situation you can think of. Check it out at topagentstore.com. Link is in the show notes. Well, today's guest is not so much a rags-to-riches story, but a couch-to-riches story. Let me explain. In the middle of the recession and in one of the most competitive property markets in America, he went from sleeping on his girlfriend's couch to becoming a $1 million income earner in just three short years. And then he did what I wish every million-dollar performer would do. He wrote a book about it. But before I get into my interview with super agent Chris Waters from Austin, Texas, let me tell you a little bit more about his book and why you need it. Ever feel like you can't jump off the real estate merry-go-round of property showings, listing appointments, and one transactional fire after another? Do you want to build a team that can operate without your day-to-day involvement but don't know where to begin? If you're like thousands of other successful agents, you probably feel like you're producing as much as you can, but moving from being captain everything to running a team sounds way too daunting. In his brand new book, The Million Dollar Real Estate Team, Chris takes you through his personal journey of failing forward to find massive success. The book provides real-life results from someone who's actually done it. Chris shares the huge setbacks, big wins, and the valuable lessons that will help you achieve the exponential growth you're looking for. Think you have what it takes to build a million-dollar real estate team in three years? Well, let's find out. I've just finished reading Chris's book that he co-wrote with Bradley Pounds, and it's a brilliant and very comprehensive step-by-step how-to manual that covers the A to Z, or A to Z as they say in Texas, of exactly how you go about building a mega team in any market and in any location. To grab your copy, go to wirbook.com and I'll also include that link in the show notes. Okay, let's do it. Well, Chris Waters, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. How are you doing? Doing great, Ray. Thanks for having me on. Uh, You're very welcome. Thank you for your time. And am I correct in saying that you, are you somewhere in Texas? Are you in Dallas? I'm in Central Texas. I'm based out of Austin, uh-huh. which is just a couple hours south of Dallas. I hear a lot of good things about Austin. Uh, am I right saying population is almost a million people now? You know what? It's almost two million people now. It's, okay. it's booming. Austin is a booming I'm a little bit place. out of touch. 
It is. It is. Well, uh, well, good for real estate agents, I guess, and um, particularly good for you as you've recently written a book called The Million Dollar Real Estate Team. Can you tell me the, just give me the backstory, Chris. Why, why did you decide to write a book about this? You know what? When I got started building a team in the summer of 2010, I picked up a lot of different types of books out there, real estate specific. And I really couldn't find anybody that wrote a book, you know, kind of detailing their journey of building a, an organization uh, from beginning to, I wouldn't call it the end, but, you know, from beginning to, you know, doing five, six, seven hundred homes a year. And a lot of the books I read had a lot of theoretical ideas in there and surveyed content from different agents, you know, across the United States and Canada. And, you know, I really wanted to to share my personal journey of building a team, starting from zero transactions, you know, to, you know, this year we'll do somewhere north of 700 transactions in Austin. And, um, you know, it, it's all the, um, kind of experiences I had. There's lots of uh, failures I talk about and, and different challenges as we were scaling the team. And then I share a lot of the tools and different lead generation things we would do to uh, grow the business that worked really well and that were, you know, created a, a huge impact on us being able to grow. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, it was honestly just about trying to um, share my story of scaling the team and the, the trials and triumphs of, uh, of doing that. Excellent. Well, well, that's, um, that's quite a meteoric rise in, in, uh, in seven years. Tell me, how many do you have on the team now? So our team in Austin, what it looks like is I've got a, uh, somebody that's head of lead generation. I've got some, a director of sales. I've got a director of operations. And then um, we've got uh, 25 buyer's agents and um, we've got six listing agents. And then on our uh, back-end transaction management team, we've got uh, three, cl- three closing coordinators, a listing manager, and two virtual assistants that help our operations team. So that's kind of the organizational structure up. Oh, um, I, I left out inside sales. We've got, um, uh, we've got two inside sales agents that help manage inbound leads and also do outbound prospecting. So that's kind of a rundown of our organizational structure. Um, we also have got uh, two expansion partners, one in uh, San Antonio and that team uh, will probably do, you know, somewhere between 150 and 200 transactions I just partnered up with this guy uh, about a year ago, actually, this month. And so in his first full year, he's on track to close close to 200 transactions. And then um, I've got another expansion partner uh, north of Dallas, about three to four hours north of Dallas, in a town called Amarillo. And this gal is just a powerhouse. In our first full year working together, she did just shy of 100 transactions. And um, so, you know... Total between the three teams, I think we'll do somewhere north of a thousand transactions this year. But um, yeah, that was kind of another goal of the book. Actually, now that I think about it, was you know I've I've um, had massive success, but also had massive failure um, in growing a team. And so you know, honestly, I, I didn't really write the book to sell copies of the book and make money from being an author. I I guess, honestly, probably the number one goal is to meet with more people like um, my partners in San Antonio and in Amarillo and find people, you know, across uh, 
North America that are interested in building a real estate team and they want a very proven process to help them, uh, you know, build a team faster and prevent them from making a lot of the same mistakes that I did that I talk about in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've created quite, quite the formula, which, which is really the, the quintessential uh, essential or the quintessential thing, I guess, if, if you're wanting to do something like this, because why start and fail when somebody's already written the template and written the plan that that you can just copy? Let me just let me just rewind for a yep. for a sec. A thousand transactions. What what would that rep- represent in terms of of gross commission? So in Austin, our team in Austin, our average sales price here uh, is between two fifty and and three hundred thousand. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, we should do somewhere in terms of total uh, GCI. We should do close to five million, maybe a, a little over five million in, in gross commission dollars in Austin. Um, in a, our team in Amarillo, uh, the sales prices are a little bit lower. The average sales price is between one fifty and one seventy five. Right. So, um, you know, she'll she'll do somewhere. Uh, see, somewhere. Just do about uh, about nine hundred thousand okay. in, in okay. GCI. Yeah. And okay. um, our, our, yeah, and then our team in San Antonio will do somewhere about the same, um, nine hundred to one point two million in GCA. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There are there are other books around on on building a real estate successful team, and you know I'm thinking of Gary Keller's book. I forget the specific title. I know million. I think it's called The Million Dollar Agent. I'm sure you probably read it. Um, where, oh yeah, where, for sure. Where does your book? differ chris what's uh what's different about your formula so i mean the thing about uh gary's book number one you know i think it's an unbelievable book i read it somebody gave it to me when i graduated college it was the first book i read after i graduated and a phenomenal book there's a lot of golden nuggets in that book i think it's a good it's a good starting point a good roadmap uh to building a team um, you know, I think, you know, obviously that book was written almost 20 years ago. Yeah. So a lot has changed in the last 20 years. So your, you know, your lead generation processes and campaigns and things of that nature are vastly different um, from, from, you know, 20 years ago till today. Uh, you know, your kind of the, the organizational structure we utilize is much different than the organizational structure Built, spelt out in that book. And um, we get we get a lot more granular into like, you know, the the different phases of the growth as, as a team as a team. So, uh, you know, there's kind of like this infancy stage as you're building your team where it's like you and an assistant yeah. and maybe you bring on your first buyer's agent and then, you know, you build it up to a certain size and there's 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 this next stage, which we kind of call the awkward teenager stage where it's where got, you, you know, it's where team. you get is that where you get pimples yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so you probably adolescence you, you know you yes exactly you know you're um you're failing forward and uh you you're probably at that stage more than likely you should be scaling up your lead generation pretty significantly and so you know you start to find cracks in your systems and processes and you really got to refine things so um you know, ultimately it gets really granular. It's very specific to like what's going on in the industry right now. 
I mean, it's very specific to the tools that we personally tested. So, I mean, we call out all the vendors and all the different partners we work out, you know, that um, we, we currently work with and that we've tested. So, um, you know, there's nothing in there that's like surveyed data or theoretical, you know, information. Uh, these are all things we've personally, you know, tested and things we went through. So, uh, you know, I think it, I think it just expands on MREA and, and helps you, helps people get a little bit more uh, granular. I mean, it's, it's like a, a roadmap and a, or, or a business, uh, business plan to build a team, uh, below the title on the book, uh, it talks about how, you know, I basically went from zero to earning a million dollars after expenses in three years. Yep. And that was my next question. You actually. know, yeah, and honestly, I think somebody could do it even faster um, than that if if they, you know, I, I can't make any, you know, I can't say go read the book and like I guarantee you're gonna you're gonna of make course. this happen in three years. Of course, but um, you know, our our two uh, our like the two people, my two expansion partners. I mean, they're on their way to crush what I did, um, and you know, I think ultimately. Ultimately, it just comes down to implementation, you yeah. know, like there's so many great ideas out there and so many tools, but it's just about, you know, just about implementation and taking massive action. Getting off your butt and doing it. Um, you mentioned you mentioned that uh, you made some mistakes. What are some of the mistakes, the, the what could I call them, the career threatening or the career um, uh, preventing uh, things that you did. What are some of the things that that held you back when you were when you were getting going in those in those first few years? So I think you know um, there's really two things I can I can specifically speak to that I think would have helped me grow significantly faster. And the the first thing is you know when I was I was I was a pretty entrepreneurial growing up and kind of had a lot of upward trajectory, you know, in my early years of life and started a lawn mowing business when I was a little kid at 12 years old, passing out door hangers, mowing everybody's yard and, um, you know, and then ran a business in, in college, paying my way through school. So like up until like 21, 22, I was finding a lot of success. And when I, um, when I got into real estate, you know, I, was pretty young. I don't want to, I wasn't like ego driven, but I also wasn't, um, I wasn't humble enough to go out there and, uh, you know, take action to find somebody that had been in the industry and had had massive success and kind of model what worked for them. And uh, essentially a coach, you know, I just, yeah. um, I, w I didn't do a very good job listening to my, my, my coach, when I first got into the industry. And, and so I think that created a huge setback for me. And, um, finally, after like beating my head against the wall and not getting the results I wanted, I finally got to a place where I was kind of humbled, if you will, to where I would, you know, be a lot more coachable and listen to other people that have had success doing, you know, very specific things in the industry. So, you know, I think, um, you know, just one of the key things was, um, early on is, being coachable and humble, you know, through the process of this journey of trying to, you know, build a real estate team. So that would be first. And then, you know, I think the second thing that, um, if I could go back in time and rewind and 
had this knowledge from the beginning. It's, it's about how important it is to get really, really good at dialing in your processes to surround yourself with amazing people. You know, when I, I remember like in the early years, I got so excited about all these new lead generation tools and, you know, different tactics to implement in the business and technology tools. But I mean, if you genuinely want to build a team and eventually exit the business, it's all about the people you surround yourself with. That is more important than anything else. And so, yeah, those are ultimately the two things I wish I could go back in time and, and change for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned, um, uh, you've mentioned lead generation a couple of times. So tell me your, you've got, you've got dedicated lead generation team members um, that, that work within your, your organization. Can you give us some clues as to what those guys are doing? Because without, without, um, without lead generation, we, we have no listings and we have no sales. So, so what, are you, yep. what are you doing to, uh, to make that work? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, from a lead generation perspective, every single lead generation campaign is going to have a different conversion rate and it's going to have a different cost per lead. And so depending on like what kind of where you are in the development of your team, like I mentioned earlier, there's kind of these three stages I talked about where, you you know, the the, uh, infancy stage, awkward teenager and the explosive growth stage. Yeah. And so the lead, the lead gen that you should put in place kind of varies based off of where you are in that state, in that, in that stage of growth. And so like when you're in the early stages of building your team, you know, your, um, your oil wells, if you will, that are generating business are going to be the lower cost lead generation items. So, you know, what the things I look at is, uh, for example, you know, capitalizing on your listings. So doing open houses, getting a really great call capture system to help increase the number of inbound leads from people driving around looking at your listings. So one of the tools we've um, used over the years is ProQuest and super inexpensive. I think it's 200 bucks a month. And they have this whole system around how to just massively increase the number of inbound leads you get from your for sale sign sitting out front of a home. Those are some of the hottest leads. They convert really quickly and their conversion rates are very high compared to Google AdWords and SEO. They, they are going to convert exponentially higher. So, you know, that's number one, make sure you've got a great call capture system in place for your listings to generate buyer leads. And then something else you can do very easily, uh, with very little money is going after expireds, withdrawns, and for sale by owners. I know a lot of people, I, tons and tons of people think it's so daunting calling expireds and withdrawns. And, you know, they talk about how it's, you know, you get hung up on and everybody's calling them and there's so much competition. But honestly, there's, you know, these are people that have had their house on their on the market and they raised their hand at some point because they had a light bulb moment that created some kind of reason for why they wanted to sell. And so there's no better lead source, you know, from a cost perspective than expireds withdrawns and for sale by owners. So I totally that was one of the first, that was the first one I implemented um, when I got going. Yeah. So how are you leveraging uh, technology? What, what kind of CRM do you use within your, within your uh, organization? So again, I kind of detailed this in the book, but, 
your technology needs really change as you are, you know, as your team grows. Right. So as you get a bigger and bigger team, like technology becomes increasingly more important. You know, if you're in the early stage, something we talk about in the book is just keeping it really simple to keep your costs down. Um, so for example, we'll, we use, um, uh, a website provider called real geeks, very inexpensive online lead management system. Uh, it's also got a, uh, you know, front end facing website that generates buyer leads and you can drive traffic to that site through Google AdWords or, uh, Facebook or SEO. Uh, it's got some cool, like backend features like texting and setting up email drips and things like that. Uh, so, you know, that's something you would use in the early stage of growing to manage your leads is a, is a lead management system. Uh, Something else uh, we used early on from a tech perspective is top producer just right. to manage like our database yep. and then to manage kind of the contract close process. Okay. So, but now we use Salesforce. So we built out an entire, you know, custom enterprise application within Salesforce and we have everything integrated uh, through Salesforce. Cool. Cool. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. I was just interested to know. Um let me ask you this question hypothetically. If I'm if I'm if I've been growing growing my my personal business I guess and I'm ready to start building a team um apart from grabbing your book and reading that but tell me who should be my first hire. So uh, you know I'm assuming you would be an individual agent that's yep. producing at a yep. decent rate. I'm I'm Chris um, Waters in 2009 and I'm looking yep. at branching out and and uh getting my own gig going. Yep. So first key hire is going to be an, an executive assistant. Okay. So that person could eventually become like your office manager. They could also become, you know, somebody in a leadership position, like a director of operations where they oversee all your um, transaction management team and, you know, all the people in your uh, organization. So it's a super critical hire that executive assistant, you know, you, you ideally want to find somebody that at wants to be in a leadership position. Uh, you know, so that first executive assistant is going to wear a lot of different hats. So it's going to be a really versatile person. Uh, so that's absolutely the first hire uh, as you, you know, start to try to take some things off your plate and delegate things. Okay. It would be a, uh, just a rock star executive assistant. Okay. And, and uh, who next? So second key hire is going to be a, a buyer's agent. Actually, I, I probably encourage somebody to bring on uh, two to three of them at a time just to help leverage your time. So you're training multiple people. And just a little golden nugget for anybody on this call. I've been through, I don't even know, thousands and thousands of interviews. And, I've, you know, we've cycled through hundreds and hundreds of people on our team. And I, I think the the um, there's actually a, an unbelievable book out there called The Rare Find, written by a guy named George Anders, and he dedicated his entire life to finding out what made people, you know, super successful. Like, you know, what what was it that you know made them tick? Like, what were their characteristics? And he he went into all these different industries: Teachers for America, military. Um, and, you know, the, the kind of the key takeaway for me from that book was, you know, you can go through this super lengthy interview process and do, you know, 
all these questionnaires and all these various things, but yeah. ultimately the only way you, you know how someone's going to perform is to actually see them in action. Right. So, uh, you know, the, one of the first things I put in place after reading that book was like an initial part of the interview process is to do a role play session, like on the spot with the guy. Yep. Like as if you guys are, you know, calling each other to, you know, like for example, you're a buyer, I'm the agent, you're calling in about a listing and, you know, I want to see how good you are at converting me into a face-to-face appointment. So that, that was like a huge aha. Um, and then the second thing we do is we created this 30 day agent ramp up program. And the whole goal of the program is not to try to keep everybody on the team. The goal is to see how agents actually perform and which of them hit very specific performance metrics because, you know, what's interesting, a lot of people get in the real estate industry and they don't realize like how sales intensive the industry is yep. and yep. what it means to be nurturing leads and like following up with people and constantly managing your database and prioritizing that prospecting time every morning. So, you know, that's why I recommend like after you've got your executive assistant, bring on three to four buyer agents, if possible, set like a class date where everybody will be working around you for a couple hours every day and have three or four people start at once. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I think there's some awesome, there's some, uh, there's some, as you said, there's some golden nuggets there. And uh, I think you mentioned the author's name is George Unders. I'm going to put uh, a link to the rare find in the show notes. Uh, I'm also going to put a link to your book uh, so people can grab can grab that as well. So if you were, let, let me ask this question. I love to ask uh, uh, my guests this question, Chris, because and I want to come back to revisit a couple of other things in a sec. But um, if you were, if you're in real estate now and you're not getting the results you want, you've been spinning your wheels, uh, you've, you know, you've set targets and failed to reach them and, um, you know, you're continuing to do the same things to get the same results, I guess. What what advice would you give somebody who's uh, who's in that role? They might be new. They they might have been in there for four or five years. They're just they're just struggling. What would you say? What would you advise? Partner with somebody that has already mastered whatever it is you're failing at. Okay. So, whatever it takes, go find somebody to partner with, like either under a coaching relationship or, for example, like kind of the the. What we have in place is we created a franchise system and it's the first franchise system I know of that is real estate specific. So like, for example, when you get into our franchise system, we give you every single deliverable to build a real estate team and to get it to scale really quickly. So whether you're a brand new agent or experienced Find somebody that's mastered whatever's preventing you from getting to the next level. Okay. Okay. Thank you. What would you say is the most effective training for top agents? You know, I guess it really depends on what kind of training you're looking for. So kind of the thing I learned as I was uh, building a team is there's a a lot of amazing coaches and, and training programs out there for people in the real estate industry and everybody seems to have kind of a, a niche within their training or coaching program. Yep. And so for what I mean by that is like, you know, when you think about um, kind of the, 
the cycle or the the cycle of life, if you will, for us as uh, real estate agents, it's about generating leads, converting those leads, servicing the customer, and then following up with your past client. That's kind of the circle of life, if you will. And so, you know, there's a lot of amazing coaches out there that do an unbelievable job helping you with lead generation, really, uh, you know, helping kind of coach you through implementing things that'll, you know, be amazing value propositions to differentiate yourself with consumers and uh, also things that'll, you know, help drive massive amounts of leads into your, into your system. And then there's other coaches that are unbelievable as, as sales coaches. So they're great with helping you with scripts, you know, whether it's, you know, on the phone calling a buyer or calling a seller, uh, great with different types of scripts, depending on the lead source you're calling your buyer presentation, your listing presentation. There's some very sales specific coaches out there that are unbelievable. And then there are some very amazing coaches that, you know, do an unbelievable job helping you with the processes and the systems uh, for your business, which, you know, those processes and systems are what help you service the customer. Yeah. So, you know, find whatever your, whatever your challenge is, find a coach or, partner with somebody that can help you, you know, master that specific pillar uh, regarding kind of the life cycle, if you will. In that area. um, Real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. And that seems to dovetail nicely into your theme of specific roles, which is, which uh, looks like the the central platform of, of your system. Tell me, Chris, what do you think, what, what's the, the things are changing so quickly at the moment and we turn around and there's another startup, a Redpin or a Zillow, or um, I noticed recently Amazon are getting into referring realtors in the states, and that'll probably trickle on, uh, trickle out to everywhere. Uh, how do you see the future of real estate changing in in Austin and 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 everywhere else? You know, first off, I think in order for for there to be a significant change in the industry, there's going to have to be a paradigm shift in the way homeowners think about selling their home. And so, you know, back in the mid 2000s, like 2005, 2006, you know, that's kind of when buyers started going online to search properties. So that was a huge paradigm shift in the way buyers thought about the process of, you know, buying a home. You know, they started going online and doing searches on Google and Yahoo and whatnot. And so I think when that mindset shifts, for homeowners and they think, okay, I'm going to go online to uh, sell my home. That could be a tipping point when I think the game could change significantly for, um, you know, for agents. And, you know, I think um, one other thing a lot of people have to keep in mind is that I can't speak for, you know, all over the U S but like in most markets, the average homeowner, is aged 45 to 65 years old. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the range of, you know, the middle of the bell curve of most homeowners. And that specific demographic, most of them did not grow up with computers and they're not quite as comfortable with using computers and trusting the internet, for example, with their information. So yeah. I think once the, you know, like the millennial generation, for example, becomes the, min- the, the middle of that bell curve, that's when I think technology could really, uh, you know, disrupt the industry 
and possibly, you know, automate the buying and, and selling. Yep. But for most, most people, it's the biggest asset, you know, they've got. So the idea of trusting a, you know, an, an, an online system, if you will, to help you in the sale can be, you know, very uh, scary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. you know, Redfin is basically a brokerage, right? I mean, yeah. they're not doing anything. I don't think they're doing anything innovative. They created a, a cool website that generates a lot of IDX leads through, you know, getting all their listings to rank organically in the search results. And they run some national, you know, TV campaigns, but uh, you know, they're not really doing anything to differentiate themselves besides having a cool website. They give a rebate to, uh, they give a rebate to, um, to consumers, you know, but you know, they're, they're losing a lot of money. In fact, I think Redfin, if I'm not mistaken, you know, they're going IPO to raise a hundred million dollars. Cause I, you know, it looks like they're burning somewhere North of $20 million a year. Right. And their valuation on wall street is, you know, I, it's like, you know, I think it's 12 to 15 X or something crazy like that. So they're yeah. valued like a tech company, but they don't earn their money like a tech company. They earn their money from selling homes through brokering deals and collecting commissions. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll so see that, another, uh, a dot com bust. Eh? I've man, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think about it like the next, the next time we have a slowdown in the market, these other you know companies that are buying up real estate, you know, and they're and they're paying pretty decent prices. I mean, not too far below like what a seller would net if they use an agent. Yeah. Um, I think those companies, man, they are going to get just crushed if yeah. there is any kind of slowdown in the market. Yeah, I don't think anything can take the place of. Uh, maybe maybe this is naive, but. I've I've thought about this a lot, and I've talked to a lot of uh, experts in all different fields, and nothing takes the place of that personal contact, of that relationship, of of building that relationship, of nurturing it, reaching out, and uh, and just exercising you know awesome levels of client care. At the end of the day, I don't think it matters really how old you are. You want somebody uh, at the end of the line or wherever who's going to guide you through the process. Selling real estate is not something we do every day, so. I think there's plenty of room for the uh, professional who can leverage these tools, follow a good system, and and get some results. No doubt, man. Couldn't agree more. Chris, I want to say a big thank you. Uh, it's been great having you on the line. It's terrific. Uh, thanks for reaching out and connecting. It's been terrific to host you on the show. I'm going to put all the links that we talked about in here, and uh, I, I want to say congrats on your success, and uh, I'm looking forward to keeping in touch. Cool, Ray. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, buddy. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.